Hey everybody, come on in. I'm gonna give a few seconds to let everybody get in and get, get caught up. Angela and I are gonna go absolutely live and interactive. You guys will be able to dial in and as soon as I see her button, I'm gonna bring her on. And uh, hey! Oh, listen to me. Three, two, one. <laughs> There we go. Blast off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. I like the countdown. Hey, Drea. All right. So uh, welcome in, everybody. Let's just all just kind of exhale. And before we get started, the good thing about Periscope is we'll be able to say hello to everybody, but then we can actually start. Uh, Vern's coming in. Hello there. Who else came in? Somebody came in before her. Okay. Thank you, guys. Um, please share this out. Please click the like button, the share button. Uh, if you see this on my timeline, Angela's timeline, a friend's timeline, thanks for everybody. We are becoming a podcast. So we're going to get started here. We got some great topics for you. We're going to have a little piece of audio from the book. If you have not gotten your book, uh, the Michelle Obama book, that's what this is about, as well as uh, the fact that Michelle Obama is on tour. And I was just watching a couple of uh, stories where she was just, I think, in Cleveland with uh, Carla Hall hosted that one. And I think Angela said we will have Gail King yes. uh, here in Atlanta. So we're excited. But I wanted to, I'm gonna, Angela, I'm going to grab my phone, my other device here, because I wanted to go to a website. And I want all of y'all to follow me there. Before we get started, I want to make sure, because the last time I introduced Angela, I told you guys what she has been to me. But <laughs> I literally want to go to, is it AngelaStalkup.com? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go, because I saw the best bio ever written <laughs> on there. Let me see here. Let me get over there. I'm trying to bring you guys on and type at the same time. Let me see here. All right, and then my typing is not the best. I needed to go get a manicure today. Let's see. So for those of you that are coming in, I'm Yolanda. Most people know me as at Dryer Buzz. Uh, just days into my 17th year blogging, blogging about Atlanta, blogging about justice. Um, oh, my God, so many different lanes. Entertainment. I've done the celebrity. I'm now in the kitchen cooking. Um Went into caregiver space, coming out of that, putting my blog hat back on, producer hat, podcaster. And I am podcasting with you today with Angela Stalker. She is a marketing and strategy professional with 20 years of experience in marketing communication, strategic planning. You'll hear that come out as we have this conversation. Business process improvement and business development for small businesses and large corporations. Angela is my pivot partner. She helps me pivot. Uh, some of you have seen and heard her before, uh, especially at Dr Breakfast with Dryer Buzz. If you checked out the YouTubes that we have out there, absolutely awesome. So please welcome Angela Stalkup to the podcast. Yeah, I feel like I should have like you should have that little applause sound. I know, right? That next time. Now I got to add on a layer there. I tell you, I'm putting my I'm putting my producer skills on there, but let me just. Give you yeah. an applause. Well, I, I'm like, this is why I do this with you, Yolanda, because I'm like, okay, I can go now. That was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, also welcome in Broadcast Geek, Sherry uh, as well, coming in. Some others are coming in. JJ has come in. Okay. And we'll do a shout, shout out. Uh, if you guys come in, we'll, if you have questions, we'll talk about it. Um, you can also, one other person, I think, can dial in here and there. 
And we are recording this live, guys, before I give the three, two, one, and we actually officially start. Um, we are recording this live on Periscope, but it will land on your other platforms. So you'll be able to go and tell friends, hey, listen, catch this, listen to this, subscribe. We definitely need you to subscribe here on uh, Periscope, but also we're on Spotify, waiting on the approval on the Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms. We load it through Anchor, and as you know, Anchor syndicates it everywhere. So Angela, if somebody comes up, say, hey, wait, I think I heard your voice on the podcast. Believe you me, it's going everywhere. So mm-hmm. really excited about that. Now, one more long-winded thing is, how we decided to do this, um, Michelle Obama, as I said, is coming to Atlanta. Angela got some golden tickets, as you all know how they distributed the tickets. So she invited me along, and I said, you know what, we really need to do something as a countdown. And we decided to um, go through the book and go through, um, we also have the book and the audio, and they, they work very well together. Um, but something as a countdown leading up to that day, and a lot of things that we all have to work through, and today's topic, today's topic, um, Angela and I was just literally in text message. You know, she has a, a couple of things. And I was like, okay, well, let's do this. And we settled on becoming good enough. Which I will applaud. And, you know, and the funny thing about it was when we both said it, we both agreed upon it. You can tell we were both kind of processing that because... Mm-hmm. I don't, Angela, I don't know a person, even in all the gurus out there, even in all the confident people that we know, even in all the successful people and people on every level, I don't know a person who really can confidently say that. Do you? No. And, and I think that's when you, you know, and I'm going to give Yolanda credit for, I was throwing all kinds of stuff up there for, for, for bringing it together in that because it's true. Uh, there's always this sense of not enoughness, not good enough. I should be doing more. And, um, you know, we, we've got terms for it now, right? Imposter syndrome. And, you know, we got all, we got, I saw someone talk about scammer syndrome, which was a new mm-hmm. one to me, is that they feel like not only are they an imposter, but they're scamming people by mm-hmm. just promoting what they do. This was a person who said this, that thought she had scammer syndrome seven years of a successful business and was trying to get investors and felt like every time she went in to pitch investors, she felt like she was scamming them. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I noticed you said she, yes, it was a she. And Mm. this does tend to be a a problem with, with women. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although you did point out an example in current media right now, if you watch queer eye, uh, in the new season, um, there's a guy who cannot say he's good enough, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this is not just women, but we seem to be more, you know, living in it, I think. Um, and that was one of the things as, because I'm now on my, I've listened to the audiobook. I've got the print book of, of Becoming. I'm, I'm rereading it in print. And reading it in print maybe is what made that stand out to me is the number of times that Michelle Obama talked about good enough and mm-hmm. enoughness, right? Starting from the time she was a child, she's constantly returning to this, am I enough, am I enough, am I enough? And I think that, you know, we look, and even as a child looking at her from the outside, everybody around her is telling her, yeah, you're great, you're great. And she's like, I'm not enough. I look at Michelle Obama, I'm like, I think you're probably enough, right? So mm-hmm. if you have, like you say, who, if, if you're Michelle Obama and you are still, you're still thinking you're not enough, right? 
this, this means there ain't enough, enough that there's nothing you're ever going to do that's going to be the, the cure to that, right? So I think this is a really good topic because it holds us back in so many ways. And to, again, to use this sort of her experience as the lens of it, because like you say, when you, when you hit that, I was like, God, don't we all think about it? Even if we think we're good enough right now, right? Because we're constantly back to this theme of becoming, we're in process. So even when we're, as we become one thing, we're moving into the next thing. And so there's always something new. Therefore, we're always struggling with that good enoughness. And I think we can all, we can all find examples of that. And, and I went through it just, just yesterday. I, my daughter is in this phase of constantly reminding me because I am, you know, it, I didn't know it until I watched the movie Juanita <laughs> that I was on a quote unquote sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody wrote an article, a, a review of the movie, and, and they pinned it to say that they called it Black Woman's Sabbatical, that Black women are taking sabbaticals. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of what I've been on, you know, because I have been looking at it as maybe I've been a little too lackadaisical, you know, even though my children are saying, Mom, God, you've been going, going, going. It's okay to take time. Even yesterday, my daughter had to say to me, I was getting ready to go grind. You know, she's like, what do you need? What is it that you need that you can't sit down? You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking the what ifs, you know, we constantly tell ourselves it's not enough. And it's while it's it's women live it out loud. I think men internalize it Mm -hmm. because they have to put on a mask and a front and a facade and a physique of they are enough. They have to go through life uh, demonstrating that even though they still get in their moments. And I learned that because, you know, Dryer Buzz, we have a a huge male following. Oftentimes it, it sways more than females at times. And, you know, you see men at the breakfasts and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And and they always say to me, because it's easy for us as women to say, okay, we have a flaw. Let's work on it. Let's tribe up around it. You know, they don't get a chance to do that. They have to deal with it kind of internally and alone, you know, and just kind of really keep it going. And we don't, we don't even, I don't know that we even know how to allow men to become Mm-hmm. vulnerable in front of us okay so when I say that and I'm sitting here I said well you know I cannot let this broadcast go without saying I am enough but every time I get to the edge of that sentence mm-hmm. I think of something else well maybe if I did this or right. maybe if I did that you know it's like even Michelle Obama it's like she was just first lady I don't know where do you where do you go after first lady we, we haven't seen them go too many other places, right? Right. Well, it's it's like, um, where do you go after you've walked on the moon, right? It's like, exactly. I've walked on the moon. I've been at the top. Where do you go, right? And yet she's a young woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's still thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next. And so, you know, um, so the, to to that point, it's like you're, there's... Wherever you get to, and I think that, that, you know, I am enough now, right? Maybe that's, maybe we have to put now, Ooh, right? Put the nail I'm enough on it. Now. Okay. I'm enough in this moment, right? Ooh. In this moment, right wait, now. Wait, wait, now, wait. Who gets to live in the moment? When do they do that? That's right. When do we do that, right? <laughs> when do we do that? And, and um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing about being a human being, that mm-hmm. we have this ability basically to live in multiple 
time streams, right? Mm -hmm. We can think about, we can be in the past. We can be in the present. We can be in the future. We tend to either be in the past or the future and not in the present. And, and that's why our mind is thinking anytime we say I'm enough. So you're talking about, I'm going to say I'm enough, right? And I say it, I'm enough. And like Mm -hmm. you say, there's a voice that says, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. And when you say, when we talk about becoming good enough, Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like you're good enough and you're living in the past, past, you're probably dealing with a bit of depression. I saw this as a, as a mm-hmm. meme on Facebook, the past meaning depression, uh, the future anxiety, right? It, it associates that. Yes. So if you don't believe that you're good enough and you're living in the past, then you're probably living with some depression. If you don't believe you're good enough and you're living looking too forward to the future and things that the what ifs, then you're probably dealing with a lot of anxiety, right? Unless you can say, uh, if you can truly say I'm good enough, then if you're living in the past and you're probably celebrating and savoring Mm -hmm. the things that went well, if you believe you're good enough and you're already looking forward to the future, then there's a bit of excitement there. Because you know that no matter what happens, you do well at adjusting overcoming and excelling right so there's a difference there the the question is like you said is like are you good enough and you gave me a clip I'm going to play the longer clip because okay. I know we just started just so we can kind of catch our breaths and, and kind of really set the tone uh for this and and so clip from uh Michelle Obama's becoming uh Michelle Obama we're also using the hashtag there are a couple of hashtags out there if you want to follow her journey as she is out on tour with the book, it's, of course, Becoming Michelle Obama, but then there are also We Are Becoming and I Am Becoming, depending on where you are in your journey, if you want to start using those hashtags and get in on the conversation. And again, we are taping this live on a Tuesday, 4 p.m.-ish, on Periscope. So if you want to engage with us live, uh, if you're hearing this as a podcast or other platforms, you can always catch us there. Here's the clip. may be the fundamental problem with caring a lot about what others think. It can put you on the established path. The my isn't that impressive path and keep you there for a long time. Maybe it stops you from swerving, from ever even considering a swerve, because what you risk losing in terms of other people's high regard can feel too costly. Maybe you spend three years in Massachusetts studying constitutional law and discussing the relative merits of exclusionary vertical agreements in antitrust cases. For some, this might be truly interesting, but for you, it is not. Maybe during those three years, you make friends you'll love and respect forever. People who seem genuinely called to the bloodless intricacies of the law, but you yourself are not called. Your passion stays low, yet under no circumstance will you underperform. You live as you always have. By the code of effort result and with it you keep achieving until you think you know the answers to all the questions including the most important one am i good enough yes in fact i am that's pretty good that's the question so she has given us the question and we have got to get to the point where we can say yes i am and I don't know. <laughs> well, and the context of this, I think it's so interesting. If you've got the print copy or the Kindle, it, this is chapter seven. And it's sort of her, where she's talking about her schooling. 
and this sort of constant nagging that she's not enough, right? And it sounds like she might have been talking to the younger herself. You know, yes. how people ask you all the time, mm-hmm. what would you say to your younger self? Mm-hmm. And and every time I'm asked that question, I get overwhelmed because I think about the younger self, and I I, I would ha- just have to say. Thank you for surviving it all. Thank you for the courage and the confidence. And because I wish I could get back to that, to that confidence. Because you know, throughout life, things beat you up, man. So that's that's wow. And and that's and you know, so in that clip, really toward the end, I think is is a, a key part of this, where she says, "You live as you always have by the code of effort result." And she talks in, in, earlier in the effort result, effort result. That's striving, right? She talks about striving. And with it, you keep achieving until you think you know the answer, right? So when she says, am I good enough? Yes, I am. She doesn't really think she's good enough at this point, even, mm-hmm. as she's talking to her past self. Because mm-hmm. it's, she's like, if I keep doing enough, right? And she talked about she lived like with check boxes. Every, I got to check it off. I got to check it off. Mm. So she's coming along. She's like, okay, if I'm just good in school, I'm going to be good enough. And then it's like, well, if I just get a great job, I'm going to be good enough. And if I, you know, at every point it's like, and you know, if I'm sure she was like, and I'm going to marry the right man because she had planned to be married and have a marriage kind of like her parents. And then I'm going to have kids and we're going to have a house and we're going to make money. And then we're going to put the kids through college and we're going to retire and da, da, da. She had a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And if I can just get to this point in my plan, I'm good enough because it's effort result, effort result nothing wrong with that right we've mm. got to work right mm-hmm. but she was her that that not enoughness is an empty pit it's a well that can never be filled and this is I, what I found so fascinating about this is it doesn't matter then how good other people are telling you are it doesn't matter how many, much you achieve how many boxes you check off because that well can never be filled with effort result mm-hmm. that's not it because there's, you'll never, ever, ever do enough unless you're just a sociopath and you don't care about anything. And then you're like, you don't care. Narcissist, maybe. <laughs> but mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. people who don't have a personality disorder, that, that striving and working and working, which is important, but that's not going to be the solution to good enough. Because as you said, as soon as you get to a thing, you can either go back and think about the mistakes you made or you can be thinking now, dang it, I got 10 more things I need to do. Right. Because there's always another thing to be checked off. And I think this other clip. Yeah. She she talks about the whole what somebody else thinks. Let me tell you, my survival of the last couple of years has been getting rid of what others think. I I say that Mm -hmm. when you talk about effort and results, the effort is still there to solicit. Right. What someone else thinks. But. I find I can't get, I have to force myself to be comfortable with the results regardless of what someone else thinks. Want me to play that one? This one's just a little short yeah, clip. Yeah. Okay. My to-do list lived in my head and went with me everywhere. I assessed my goals, analyzed my outcomes, counted my wins. If there was a challenge to vault, I vaulted. One proving ground only opened on to the next. Such is the life of a girl who can't stop wondering am I good enough? And is still trying to show herself the answer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You think you'll work your way there, you know, (laughs) and you don't because that's not, that's not how she came to have peace with, with, with feeling enough. 
but I can't. This it, this is such a, a a good one because this is one where I wish I could say to people it gets solved at some point in yep. life. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could. They you hear, you hear people say, "Man, I wish I knew then what I know now," and I so truly wish that we could say, "Okay." At 30s, in your 30s, you figure out your 20s. In your 40s, you figure out your 30s. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know that you ever figure. Because maybe, let's go back to the five-year-old. The five-year-old Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. the five-year-old us, right? That formulation of life, that formulation of social skills, that formulation of... Because before you enter into that environment, you think about it. Before you enter in, into that in, environment of, of our social hierarchy, right? You are all about what you think. You're all about what you feel. You wake up as as a as a child, and you like this is what I want to do. And then you somewhere along the line, the hierarchy comes into place. I got to be with you know the cool kids, or I got to do the cool thing. I got to wear the cool stuff. I got to achieve this. I got to achieve that. And and it's this voice that's cycling through your head. You know those voices that you continue to hear that has a lot to do with how you act in society. And it, it comes down to, again, in, in society, because who's putting these pressures on us? The, what, who has the louder voice of us becoming good enough? And for me, I know that for me, and I'm going to shout some of the people that are coming in and watching it and definitely tapping hearts. Um, for me, this particular year, uh, 2018, I could not survive 2018 unless I stepped away from what somebody thinks because and and I'm going to tell you throughout my life because I've had to live it all different than everybody else because I I see people doing stuff and I'm like man I've never experienced that I didn't do that you know I have been such a a person one when I go and you know when I learned this when I when it really comes home to me when I go to the barbershop and mm. most of you know I wear a crop cut, right? And I'm sitting in the chair and I'm listening and I'm being asked all of these things about life and this going on and that going on. And I'm like, man, I have just so totally been preoccupied. I have been so totally preoccupied with a lot of things. So I've always kind of been that person where I cannot gauge what I'm doing by what someone else thinks. It doesn't mean I don't think about that because periodically, you know, depending on where you are in society, it does slip in as to how you measure up. It, does that make sense? It's Absolutely. like as much as I want to stay away from it, there are times when I need to come back into society and it becomes all over again how you measure up. Yes, and it's interesting because there was another clip that I thought, and I couldn't figure out how to put it together because it's basically about three pages in the book, right? If it's mm-hmm. with you, I think it's chapter six, it's six page 65 through 67, where she talks about doubters, right? Mm. And so I think you hit it. I mean, you hit it, right? We start basically with very little self-doubt. If we have, you know, pretty, pretty supportive family and, you know, positivity, mm. right, in our lives, we're, you know, like I said, little kid is like, I can do it. And you're like, you're going to, don't climb that. You'll fall off. I can do it. We are naturally striving, right, with no pressure. And then we enter society And we start getting the doubters, right? Mm -hmm. And so what she describes as noise, right? It's the Mm. noise. So you have the noise 
from outside that now you take into yourself. You, we internalize that doubt and that noise. And I think this is, again, conversation for probably another day. Depending on who you are in culture, there may be layers and layers of noise now that you're internalizing, right? Where do you fit in and, you know, what is being said about you by the greater culture? And, of course, throw in your family and whatever. And so we take that in and then we're, we don't have, society doesn't have to tell us, right? Now it's just us. Now we're, we're playing the recording. And so, so many of our self-doubts really are doubts that have been given to us by a culture, a society, maybe from our family, that if we sit and think about them, right, mm-hmm. this is I'm, I'm enough right now, right, I'm enough in this present moment, is that really even my own doubt, right? Mm. right? Is, it, is it my voice? Is it, right, is, am I hearing my own voice in my head or is this somebody else's voice? And I think this is a great quote. If you got the book, it's on page 67. I believe it's the end of, it's the end of chapter five. She says, most successful people I know have figured out how to live with the noise of doubt, right? To lean on the people who believe in them and push onward with their goals. Is that not exactly what you just said, Yolanda? Mm. And I mean, and that's, and that's it. Because you mentioned also people who may have not have had great upbringings or mm-hmm. childhoods mm-hmm. they had still were able to go out and find a tribe or find a find a voice i mean you think about people getting through today i just want to uh shout out so we don't have to read all these names at the end because people are really liking and sharing the podcast beauty mistress just came back in uh jib five uh codsworth east eastern i think that says uh latana let's see lou Clava, Borex, Alex, all you guys coming in. I'm going to scroll through this again at the end. But again, if you're catching this on any other platform, we do record it live and interactive for you on Periscope on Tuesdays. And uh, you can come in as a third voice. You have a question or a comment and let us know. We're talking about uh, becoming, for those that are just coming in, um, the podcast. We're becoming a podcast. We are, hashtag we are becoming, on the countdown of Michelle Obama's Atlanta visit. Angela and I are both uh, record, coming to you live from Atlanta. And we are excited because our date is in May. So we'd like, Yay. well, we got we got some time. Maybe we can uh, continue the conversation, kind of talk about it. We're breaking down the book. If you've got the book, if you've got the audio, uh, the clip. In fact, you can tell them the time that the clips that we played um, was actually coming out of chapter seven. Yep. Angela has read a piece out of chapter five. And so we just want to allude to that for those of you that are coming in on the book club tone, because uh, I know you want to you want to reference that. But we're talking about becoming good enough and just trying to figure out if we ourselves, as well as you guys, can 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 say that and can say it with a level of confidence. And I, I know now because even as much as I have accomplished, I was talking on, you know, I do the how to get out of bed podcast in the morning and I had a kind of a dark day Saturday, I believe. I think, no, it was a Sunday afternoon. I thought, in fact, I went all day Sunday thinking it was Saturday. It was such an absolute gorgeous day. And I had an event and, you know, I haven't covered anything. I haven't done anything in a while. And I, you know, I'm over here literally dusting off my equipment and I said, you know what? I've got to push through. I've got to push through. I have got to go to this. Uh, there were three events that day. I said, I want to make it to one. And when I walked in, not believing I was good enough, I'm like, man, 
who am I to go to this? Who am I to show up? You know, mm-hmm. the voice in my head is like, mm-hmm. man, you know, you, you were a blogger, you did this, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, who are you to, to walk in this thing? And when I opened the door, twice this has happened where I have, have gone out. I can't tell you the, the work it takes to get dressed <laughs> to go, but walked in the building and the embrace is mm-hmm. so amazing and it reminds me because somebody went to introduce me and it's oh I got to introduce you and the person goes I know her I know everything about her I follow I I you mm-hmm. know watch I and I'm, and I'm, and then they came to one of the it might have been at the breakfast you were at Angela you know but again it comes back to you can't believe you're good enough if you're not savoring your accomplishments. Michelle Obama talked about that, you know, the to-do list and the things that you've done, but yet you're still seeking something. So if we don't believe that we're good enough, even you've got 20 years in this, I've got 20 years, 17 years with dryer buzz. And to be at this point and even to be able to find an ounce of doubt, where did, how do we, how do we cross over to that? Well, we realize it's enough. Can we do that in a pod, in one podcast? Well, no, but, uh, but <laughs> it's not, our podcast is not enough. <laughs> but um, no, our podcast is enough. But to say, I think this is such a good, this is such a good point. I just was invited to do a speaking engagement next month to speak about success and leadership. And literally which when I, you can, which, you know, and I got the email, you know, Hey, we're, we'd like for you to come speak. And do you know, I thought, can I really stay, think, am I, do I really, can I really speak about success and leadership? Do I feel like a successful leader? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and so sometimes you've just got to look at yourself and say, please, yes. you know, mm-hmm. girl, mm-hmm. please, you know, like you say, read your own bio. Right. right. <laughs> and, and I think, and I think this is where your friends, right. This is where having your tribe, this is where having your, you know, your cheerleaders, right? This is where you're having your, your, your fans, right? Your, your supporters, meaning the, and the people that you mutually support. Sometimes you still need to hear somebody say, you know what? Yeah, you can talk about that. You've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. If just, I tell you what, when you have lived long enough, you understand success. If you're still living, you've, you're, you've successfully lived. You can speak about it, Right. But I think part of it is catching ourselves when we're feeling it. And that's Ooh. because a lot of times it comes so quickly. It's just like a, like you say, it's like a dark shadow that comes mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. that we may not even realize that we're, that that's what we're feeling. We just know that something doesn't feel right or we feel off or we, or then as you say, we have anxiety or depression, maybe mm-hmm. procrastination. I think that's how things show up for me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's procrastination. And so there's something that we want to do and we're just not getting to it. Is it because, you know, is it because it's not a thing I need to be doing? Sometimes procrastination is just a good indication that your intuition is telling you that's not for you, right? It's not mm-hmm. for me. But maybe the issue is that I've let some of this not, not enoughness come in. As you say, you know, who am I to walk in this room? Who am I to make this proposal? Who am I to bid for this piece of business, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I to start this company? Who am I to put myself out there? And, you know, this, if we got to catch ourselves and many times, if we can just put a name on it of what we're feeling, it's like, again, it only takes one match to light up a dark room, right? One little bit of light goes a long way. Just putting a little bit of light on that negative thought many times is enough to dissipate it 
at least at a at a base at, at a at a I'm going to say at a high level. If you have very serious, to your point, very serious issues with depression and anxiety, by all means, you may need to seek professional help. You may need a therapist or a counselor, and certainly. You know, I've benefited from every version of that, right? Mm-hmm. From a therapeutic setting to great friends to church setting to my family, whatever. But we do need to have that that reflected back at us. And so it's a concept that I have talked about many times. And anybody who's, who's hearing this, who's heard me speak, I like to talk about the loving mirror, right? And that we're told, now, you know, believe in yourself. You know, feel good about yourself. You're enough. You tell yourself you're enough. Well, if we don't see it, right, if I look in the mirror and I just see not enoughness and I can't do it, how am I ever going to believe it? I'm going to say I'm good enough and the person in the mirror says, no, you're not. So sometimes before we can tell ourselves, we need, some, we need a loving mirror. We need a person who can hold the mirror up of what they see of us, right? And they can say, I see that you're enough. I see that you're talented. I see that you're successful. I see that you have authority. I see that you have experience. And even if you, even if you can't believe it right now, I can see that in you. And, and you can trust my mirror is a loving mirror. Mm-hmm. And so if we can, sometimes we got to go to the loving mirror, right? And that's like you say, that's our tribe. That's our support system who can hold that for us until we can see ourselves in our own loving mirror. And that is to me, the heart of all of this, right, is finding loving mirrors. Loving mirrors don't lie, right? Loving mirrors don't, don't not tell you where there's issues you got to work on. That's not, it's not about fuzzy mirrors, right? But the right. loving mirror highlights the best part of you first so that you can mm. see that and gives you a grounded place from which to do everything else. And so, you know, I think that right there if you can't be the loving mirror, and sometimes you just don't, you just not, I'm not feeling it, go find your loving mirror. And don't go to the person, we all know these people, who in the name of, I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I'm going to tell you like it is, I'm going to give you tough love, nothing wrong with that. But there are people who will never show you the loving mirror. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If you want to have the critical mirror, go for it. Right? And that, that's usually what we turn. Yes. Mm-hmm. So just be aware of that, right? Look to the loving mirror. And again, that can, get, that can sometimes get us up out of that. And that's exactly what you experience when you walk in this room. And there's the loving mirror, right? The person who, again, and in this case, completely unsolicited, who goes, oh, my God, I'm your number one fan, right? Exactly. And, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and look at what that did for you. And then you're like, yeah, now I can see it. It's just sometimes it's like scales on the eyes. You just got to, you know, it's like, ah. Uh, Oh, now I can see. I've got my glasses on, right? Call my unicorn glasses. Mm. I've got my glasses on. And, and now I can see magic, right? Now I see my own magic, right? Right. And so that, and, and do that for other people, right? And, that, and you know what? And that's the, the best example you can give. Do it, do it for other people. Something I have said, when I, when I look back, trying to, trying to savor and looking for, as you said, the loving mirrors, you know, it's like I went in there with the fear of me walking in this room, you know, for after some time, because I feel like, you know, my, my, I'm cloaked in the trauma kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, you know, there's this big smile and so forth, but do it for other people. I, I went there with a level of service in mind, right? It's like this person is here 
they're, they're out there. They're doing something good. I know there aren't many st- storytellers for the good side, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I chose because I remember I had a litany of things that were going on on Sunday. And I said, you know what? What I was trying to remember, because I'm trying to remember how to do this. And I said, you know, the best results, all result. you said effort and mm-hmm. results. And I said to myself, the best results always came when I really wasn't looking for something and I was really going to serve somebody else. So mm-hmm. in deciding on the things I was going to do that day, I said, where could I be of most service? You know, what, 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 sir, what event or effort, what effort could I echo the most or the best that would best benefit from my, being on my platform or being on the things that I offer? Where could I have the most impact? Not because I wanted or needed anything out of it. You know, in fact, while I was there, People were saying, well, drivers, get on camera. Why aren't you doing a photo shoot? It wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, everybody was like, I want to see you doing that. And I, and I understand. But I'm in a place where I, I can't do it for me. But that doesn't mean I have, I'm going to let my talent go to waste. I'm going to let the opportunities I have go to waste. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine the light on somebody else. So that is what you said. At the end of the day... Even though I didn't have me in mind, it helped me to see that I was good enough. I love the word enoughness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you've, and what you are describing is an exercise that you can do with your friends. Mm-hmm. You can even do with people. It's actually sometimes good to do with people that don't know you very well. Which mm. is, it's an opportunity to unlock your creativity, which is rather than saying, I'm going to work on myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how I can serve somebody else. And so what you do is you basically say, I'm going to, I'm going to create, I'm going to, maybe we're, we're talking about, we're going to brainstorm, right? I'm going to brainstorm for somebody else. I'm not going to think about myself, right? I'm not going to pitch myself. I'm just going to help them, right? How right. do I help this person? In your case, how do I promote them? And it's like, and I'm not even worrying about myself. I'm just focused on this other person. Well, what that does is that gets us out of that doubt, that doubt mind for ourselves, mm. right? That gets us out of that part that closes us down to our own creativity, our own intuition, to all those pieces that are really an important part of, like, again, I think of it as the undergirding of action, right? right. And so you've got, you got to have that, you know, you got to come off of something, right? And so when you're doing that, that starts to unlock, I mean, like it's, it's, neuro, it's neuroscience. I'm sure I, you know, one day I'll have to find the study that I read on this, right? But when you do that, you, you're using a section of your brain that's about creativity and problem solving you get that all lit up. Guess what? It starts creatively solving your problems, your own problems, because that part of your brain is activated. And sometimes we can't activate that by just saying, I'm going to do it for myself. It's only when we do it for others. And Ooh. that's where I really believe very strongly in servant leadership. And so when you are doing that, Yolanda, when you were there in service, and this is this is why people are like, I ain't follow you, right? It's because you have this, again, you're this undergirding of service, right? This foundation of service, right? Then that's a type of leadership. You can be there and not be in front of the camera and not be on stage and just sitting there as a cheerleader and you are a leader, cheerleader, right? You oh. can be a leader. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll give you a story to that, story time. Um, when you say that, because... When I got to this this place in life, 
And let's say that, like I said, you've been doing what you've been doing for 20 years. I've been in it. Got We, we both got these decades in doing this and we couldn't wait for this to become the norm in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you feel it the same way. Like, you know, all of a sudden what was normal for us is now mainstream. Mm-hmm. When we went, we spent all this time trying to convince people that this is what you should be doing. And I, I said, man, but I can't, I can't go back and start doing, you know, can't, can't do it all again. Cause I feel like I'm tired, you know? And people are saying, man, I thought you would, I thought you would do this and I thought you would do that. Okay. Well I did it. Yeah. It didn't have the audience that it has today. We mm-hmm. didn't have the understanding that it has today. In fact, my own family didn't really understand what it is I did until now that everybody's doing it. Right. But at the same time, I had to tell myself the way that I I became comfortable with the way that I became enough or started really knowing that I was enough. I had to tell tell myself, you won the race. You don't get back in the race. Where has it? This is a Mm -hmm. conversation I have with me. Where has there ever been a person who won the race and got back in? Thank you. It's like you've completed You've completed the mirror, whether I want to say I won the race or I came, I, I scored or whatever, who completes a marathon and then, cause it's a marathon. Okay. Who completes it and then goes back to the start line or gets back in it or goes, Oh, you're at, you're at mile five. Oh, well, you know, there's some good things going on in mile two. Who goes back to mile two? Right. That's the conversation I had to say to myself, you know, when people say, and it's okay to have been ahead of the game. Having to say that, it's okay to have been ahead of the curve or ahead of the game or out in the forefront or having done it already, even though things have changed, even though it might be a little bit more lucrative now, whatever, you know, I had to say that I'm good enough, that enoughness. It's like, girl, you can't go rerun that marathon. No, that that is it. And this is why people who run marathons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people who do, because I did some 5K, 10K stuff is, you know, and, and when I first started doing it, I didn't get, like, you can, you do these races and they use them to raise money, right? And one of the mm-hmm. things you can do is you can get a medal, you can, but you buy the medal, right? You get, a, you get a certificate, right? Or whatever, but you buy the medal. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a medal. And now I'm like, why didn't I buy medals? Because so that I could go and look and see how many races I had run. And savor, savor. And savor it and celebrate it and celebrate myself. Mm. And see, this is what we have got to do because we're so fast to be, like say, either we think we got to go run that other race because we forgot we ran it. Oh, right. God, I already ran that. Yeah, I or, did this. <laughs> or we're so fast to say, now I'm going to go run another race. you got to rest between your races, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. Ooh. You've Write that rest. down. Yes. Rest between races, y'all. You, you've got to, and you've got to have recovery. You're, this is, again, I, I love running as a metaphor for so many things. We could do a whole thing on that, Yolanda, because you have to have downtime. You have to stop, or you can't keep going. So, yeah, rest between your races. Yay. Hashtag. Uh, but, <laughs> it's, but to say that, but to celebrate, you've got to remember what you did. And sometimes we're going so hard and so fast, back to checking them boxes off, effort result, effort result that we don't even think about what we, what we've done. So, A, I don't care what you're doing. You need to have a really, you just need to have a bullet point resume of your life for you. This is not that you share for anybody. This is for you. Every accomplishment. That's not just professional. That's personal. You did it. And and you know, you start writing this stuff down. Oh yeah, I forgot I did that. I forgot I did that. And then don't be afraid 
to share your successes. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of backlash to people like, oh, why people on social media and they're talking about themselves and blah, blah, blah. When your friends celebrate something and they mm-hmm. share something, jump on there and say, yay, right? And <laughs> because that's a good place to record and document your wins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We're not going to share all of our losses because sometimes they're painful and we don't want to put them out there to where we're looking at them all the time. And so just because people are showing that they're winning doesn't mean that they're not losing as well, right? But, if, but if we can celebrate ourselves and celebrate others, like you say, that's going to keep us. I love that. Don't go run that same race. You've already run it. And it's okay to go then and say, I'm done with this kind of racing and now I'm going to do that racing. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is still just doing this kind of racing that you've already been doing for 20 years. You're like, you know what? I've already done that. I don't need to prove I can do that. Now I'm ready to go do something else. And because I think I am enough. I'm enough. <laughs> I am and enough. I, there oh you go. My goodness. I'm telling you guys, this is a good one. Uh, let me just acknowledge some more people again. If you're catching this uh, as a podcast on other platforms, Sherry 800 said, yes, I hear the leader in the sound of her voice. Uh, Wawakan, thank you so much for coming in. TTD came in. Sheila Country Living also came in. Guys, I'm trying to scroll, scroll through Alex, Twit, uh, Emmett, and, and oh my God, so many names on there. So uh, if you're catching this on the podcast on any other platform, we do it live and interactive. So thank you for those of you that have joined on live. Sheila Country Living says, love this. Um, follow on Periscope. At Angela Stalker at Dryer Buzz. I'm Yolanda Lattimore. Most people call me at Dryer Buzz, which is my uh, blog life online. And one of the races, the new race that I'm in is uh, in the cooking community on Periscope. So I'm live cooking there. Uh, Angela is, as you heard, she's got speaking opportunities coming. We're both counting down the day that Michelle Obama is going to arrive in Atlanta. So we decided. Uh, rather than just wait, because we we love to go jump in other races. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> clearly, clearly, uh, we are always trying to trying to do something more, and and have been looking for the perfect opportunity uh, to get together. And I think this is absolutely it. Um, so on May, well, this is going to continue on to and through May eleventh. Uh, when Michelle Obama arrives in Atlanta, I know she is visiting your city, your state. So we hope that you guys will come on throughout and let us know if you attended yes. and, and what you thought uh, about her speech and what her conversation is. So everybody has the book. Don't just put it on your shelf. Don't just leave it on your coffee table. Open it up. Read it. I've got the book and the uh, audio. So I like to I listen to uh, You can tell by the clip. I have it sped up a little bit because I think they have they I think they actually slowed it down so you can mm-hmm. then do the option good job ladies thank Says, you uh, Sheila let's see where are we on time we are right at about 47 yeah uh, into into the podcast so we'll just kind of get ready to wrap up maybe go another 10 minutes just to kind of and if you, anybody wants to dial in um you know on Periscope you can actually hit that hit the icon and come on with us and maybe um, chit-chat with us. We don't mind that. In fact, we are going to have some guests over time period yes. uh, come in with us. And we're also looking to maybe meet up and do this live in the same in the same room as many, many in the same room as many, many love to say. Um, but just, you know, our theme today was becoming good enough. And we said that many people question that, you know, even with the experience that she and I both have bringing Atlanta into this technology and 
and so forth. Um, helping Angela has hashtag launch chat. What day is your chat? Are you still doing it on a weekly? How are you doing lunch? Yeah, chat? you stay stay tuned. Hopefully, I'll have a good a good schedule uh, posted. So you know, just keep an eye on my Twitter. My Facebook is public. You know, Angela Stalkup. There's a couple of Angela Stalkups out there, but uh, you, you probably will be able to tell which one's mine because I keep my profile public. Okay. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we'll, just, we'll just drop the hashtag. I maybe will. I'll drop here it and, there. and let people know um, because it's it's been a bit hit or miss. And and as we were talking about, the, you know, we're we're dealing with various different stages of life. But um, you know, hopefully, we're going to get back to um, to a regular, you know, regularly scheduled programming. And again, um, I love anything that's interactive and. Because, and you know, this idea of launching, we're always in the process of launching something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what are you launching? And, you know, my, my experience comes out of business, but also out of, out of life. I think, again, we all, um, to your point, you know, how you, know, you survive, you're where you, you know, I'm here, you're here, right? right? <laughs> and, and I've and sometimes through, that's all we can say is I'm here. I'm absolutely. Here. And I, and I've been through many iterations and iterations I don't always talk about, right? And so mm-hmm. I think we all have that too. And one of the things I appreciate, Yolanda, that you are always talking about is, you know, let's be transparent. And sometimes we're, again, back to this thing of just because we're winning, just because we look like we're winning doesn't mean that we're not losing, mm-hmm. <laughs> is to say, you know, people got things going on. And I think everybody has a right to privacy, right? And so you don't right. necessarily have to share all your business, right? Right when you feel like you can share some of that vulnerability and some of those challenges and it really does help. And you and I basically, you know, we keep, we've been bumping each other for years, but really mm-hmm. reconnected over this caregiving space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that boy, that's a thing. And, uh, and I think it'll be interesting and I'm hoping that we can do, um, you know, maybe a podcast Ooh. session on that about, about becoming while being while being a caregiver, because let me let me mention this. Um, a couple of months ago, I was invited to interview Soledad O'Brien, mm. and I went through the phase of good enough. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a, it's been a while since I've done an interview. I don't know what the current events are of the day. You know, and and, and I I search and I'm like, you know, and let me let me just set this up. The the I was invited to spend the day at the Spanx Corporation. Okay, and I'm like, ah, man, it's been so long since I did that. I, I, what on earth? How could I have a conversation with Soledad? And the, tell you the truth, there's probably nobody better to have a conversation with Soledad. But then when I I went into it thinking wrong, just entirely wrong. Because maybe it wasn't what Soledad had to tell me. Maybe it mm. was Soledad to to see me come having come through what I've come through. Because where is she right now? Today. Today. Right? So when you are think, when you sit and you dwell on yourself, and, and, and this is the whole thing, Angela, when I talk about how to blog about this, uh, because I kept saying, I don't know the current events. There's no way I can interview Soledad. I don't mm-hmm. know what her current projects are. I don't have time to research. I don't have the mindset. But 
maybe walking in there and she and I having known of each other and mm -hmm. crossed paths a time or two, maybe the lesson of the day would have been her seeing me come through all that I came through because of where she is today, less than month, a month or so behind me having that invitation. That's why you got to know, you got to know you're good enough. Yes. And, you and, know and, it. and for anybody who doesn't know what Sola, you know, on this date uh, today, uh, Sola mm -hmm. Dad O'Brien lost both of her parents within 40 days of each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if there's, there's no, if, there's no grief like the loss of your mom. Right. Right. And Yolanda and I have both been through that and she lost her dad and then 40 days later, her mom. And mm -hmm. so you say in the grand scheme of things, you know, like you say, you didn't know about current events, but boy, you know about life. Right. And I will right. tell you, it's a, it's a club nobody wants to be in and, but you can't understand it till you've been in it. And so, it. so like you say, she can say, she can look at you and see that you came through and sometimes that's the lesson. That's the message you have to give people. I've got, it's like the thing I tell people more than anything. I, one bit of advice that I ever give. And I've been given advice. They called me dear Angie when I was in middle school, like dear Abby, right? <laughs> I've been handing out advice since I could open my lips and talk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Was, is to say, sometimes you just got to get through a thing mm. and there's not, a, it's not pretty. There's, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be elegant. Mm -hmm. You just got to go through it. And it's that, you know, what is it there? A country song, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Sometimes the only way to, to get through it is to keep moving forward. Mm. And wow. sometimes you will lay down in the floor. Sometimes you're going to lay down and not be moving. But that's okay. You get back up. And so I think right. that that is, you know, and it's easy to, to, you know, you can give lip service to that concept. But when you talk to somebody who's done it, right? Mm -hmm. it, there's a power in it that lets you know, okay, this is not, other people have done it, I can do it too. So I'm sure that, uh, Yolanda, that Soledad got as much out of that. But, and she, because she's a very, she's, I've, I've had an opportunity to um, be at events with her and to hear her speak. And she's just, she's a, she's a very open person. And I think that she is. She you know, is. And I think I'm sure she did benefit because she would be open to that. And, you know, and I'm so glad you did that. I'm going to, you know, yay. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, I I wish you know what, but I, I I didn't go. I I didn't I didn't go because I couldn't work through and mm -hmm. I couldn't work through the good enough um, because I'm like whoa I hadn't been in that capacity in a while. So and I and I wish I had gone. But the lesson in that and working through it in my own mind, it's like wow because too too often times we think that we got to bring something to the table and we really don't know don't know what it is and that speaks to also. Being transparent, people thinking it means share everything and put it all out there, and that's not what it. That's not what it is. You started this conversation talking about the imposter syndrome. I couldn't go that day because I couldn't put on the mask. I couldn't put on the mm -hmm. blog hat because I didn't want to be in that space uh, with all these young women that they were working with and be an imposter. And sometimes you just can't, and that's okay too, right? It's it's okay to mm. say I'm just not up to it today. Because to your point, we wear everything that we present to the world is a mask. Yes. It's like our skin is mm -hmm. a boundary to our, to our body. We have mm -hmm. boundaries to the world. And we wear different hats 
basically we're always an avatar, right? What yes. avatar am I today? And sometimes you just don't have it in you and that's fine. And I think we got to give ourselves a break on that, right? Mm. It's to say, sometimes I just am not up to it, but I, I saw something on Twitter and I wish I knew who to give credit to this. If I find out who it is, I'll put it in a, you know, and connected to this in some way. And I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw this and I should have remarked who it was, but they said, People who are really imposters never worry about imposter syndrome. Ooh. <laughs> Burn. Right? It's like, and I'm like. That's it right there. If you are worried about it. Yeah. You yeah. ain't it. Right? Yeah. Because there you go. As a real imposter is not worrying that they're an imposter. That right? they're an imposter. So if mm. you're worried about it, you ain't. And I That's, was like. I always say your conscience will bring you through it, bring you back around to it. Oh, my God, Angela, this was a, a great one, guys. We have got much, much more that's going to come to you again Tuesdays on Periscope and, and Twitter. So if you don't do Periscope, you can literally just go to a Twitter page and, and you can see it as well as engage and interact with it. You guys have steadily, steadily been streaming in and giving kudos uh, for what you're hearing. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, AngelaStalkup.com, A-N-G-E-L-A-S-T-A-L-C-U-P.com. I'm only spelling that because I know it's going to be on every platform. They won't see all Thank of you. the heading and everything that I put there. Uh, Dryer Buzz, uh, Yolanda Lattimore, Dryer, D-R-Y-E-R-B-U-Z-Z, and you can .com that. You can hashtag both of those, and it'll get you to us. I know because even today, a lot of times just hashtag is like the thing. So, um, and, uh, gosh, I'm telling you, so we're going to end here and uh, we'll meet you guys back here on Tuesdays. Please make sure you like, make sure you follow and make sure you share. And like Angela said, if you're worried about being an imposter, you probably not. And guess what that means? That means you just might be good enough. All right, guys. All right, Angela, you good? I'm good. You're supposed to say, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm good enough, too. And I hope that this podcast was good enough for you. We'll catch you guys back here next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.